We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Wednesday, the sixth day of April, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, it's good to see you. How are you today? Healthy and alive, as usual. Um, a bit tired, uh, both, you know, kind of kind of mentally and uh, tired of all this nonsense that's going on. You know, I just kind of, I mean, uh, it's going to sound a little, I don't know, off-putting, I guess. I'm I'm uh, hoping that, um, I, I, I'm just hoping for for. God's wrath, judgment, you know, those kind of things for all the atrocities that uh, atrocities that have happened, because um, I don't believe that our uh, our governments or any of those groups will be able to do that. But, you know, I've always heard the saying, and I know that you'll probably agree with me on this because God helps those who help themselves. Correct. Yeah, that's effectively. Yeah. I mean, one thing it, I can it, say, you have to have faith first and then act that's on true. The faith. But yeah, that's true. Effectively, one yeah. thing I can say is that you still got people over here wearing masks like crazy and like the shops and stuff. It's insane. I, I went into two more shops today. I mean, I, there was nothing there were myself. And I, I think, I don't know, like five or six others that were not and everybody else was it, like people are still doing it. But the interesting thing is, is that restrictions have been relaxed in most areas. I mean, you still got embers that are smoldering right? Ready to ignite. Uh, and we can talk about that. Uh, we'll get into that here in a second. But what's incredible is the number of people that are still conforming and going along with it, as I said yesterday. But more than that, the people that are of like mind, as in that are operating on our level and the level of our listeners out there, the ones that are at that level, at least here where I'm at, even though the restrictions are dropped, you're still seeing two, three, four, five, and 6,000 people protest here. They're still marching. Do you know why? I'll tell you why. Because those people and us alike and you, the listener, you alike, you are smart enough to understand that no matter what they do at this point, whether it's COVID, whether it's a war, whether it's shortages, whether it's a supply chain disruption or energy problems, resource problems, they're not going to stop. They've got 300 other cards they can play in this deck. It's just which one are they going to pull next? So you can go out there and you can protest COVID, but it's not about COVID, is it? No, it's not. COVID's just a tool. You heard, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Harari or whatever his name was. No Noel Harari. He said, COVID's essential. It's a tool to get people to accept biometric identification and the surveillance state. That's what it is. They'll move to something else if that doesn't work. If that doesn't work, they'll move to something else and something else and something else and something else. They'll just keep going until they're stopped. That's the way it is. So when you're out there and your feet are hitting the pavement and you're marching against these tyrants, it's not because you're marching against COVID. Remember that. I would say you're marching against the, the very gates of hell. Well, yes, you actually are, because that's where all this goes. And, you know, it's funny, Dr. Mike Yaden, in his first warning to people, said exactly that. He says, we're standing at the gates of hell if we don't stop this. That's where we're that's literally where we're at. Uh, but as if you didn't see it coming, guess what? New variant. New variants out <laughs> today. Yeah. Were, were you expecting that? Are you surprised? Are you shocked? Are, are you are you taken no. back in any way? No, 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 shocked? Uh, the, no, no. This is um. I mean, we we already talked. We we predicted this that the, we, it, they were going to do this again. They were yeah. they were going to push for another another uh, round of this. Yeah, and actually, we even talked about it before that they're going to they're going to do something even worse, more deadly, more dangerous, and, and and to get people on board with their new mRNA vaccines, their new gene therapy. Uh huh. And right now, there's some things. It's not quite public yet. At the moment, we're hearing that. There are different independent sources that are confirming kind of what we suspected yesterday and the day before. Uh, that's all I'm going to say on it. But there's more to come on that. But anyway, I'm glossing over the uh, the main thing here. COVID XE. 
is the newest thing. That's the newest one. That's a new mutant strain that's been found in the UK. And wouldn't you know it, the World Health Organization, right on cue, they have warned, right? Because we've heeded the World Health Organization's warnings up to this point, have we not? They've warned that it's more contagious than the Omicron variant. Cases, hospitalizations have begun to creep higher once again in the US, Europe, and the UK. The new mutant called XE may be more trans transmissible than any strain of COVID so far, according to the World Health Organization and local health authorities in the UK. Oh, no, no, no. See, this is exactly what we said they were going to do, right? Just like Bruce said, it's right on cue. They need something else, right? Because the, the, the elections, the midterm elections in the US are how far out, right? How far out? And then you've got the uh, French elections. A few months. A few months, right? Yeah. But you need time yeah. to build up that fear. Yeah. You need time to get yeah. that machine rolling. You got to take all the all the restrictions and everything because you've had a relaxation period. Now you got to take everything out of mothballs and you got to get the media back on board and you got to spin up that fear again. You got to keep that perpetual cycle of just fear and hysteria going. So uh, again, this is like this this agenda. I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't even know why they're still pushing it because I I think it's to anybody that's paying attention at this point, they failed. But like I said, I'm still seeing people out there uh, voluntarily doing all this stuff themselves. I, I just I don't understand it. But anyway, XE is a recombinant strain that is a mutation that combines the features of BA1 and BA2 Omicron substrains. Recombinant mutations emerge when a patient is infected by multiple variants of COVID at the same time. The variants interbreed and combine their genetic material during replication, forming an entirely new mutated strain. A team of researchers in the UK said as much in a paper related this week. The UK's health agency said that XE was first detected on January 19th. It's been a while since January 19th. Why are they waiting until now to roll it out? Well, because they, they need to shift the agenda somehow, huh? Yeah. Since then, 637 cases of the new variant have been reported. Authorities said 4.9 million people in the UK are believed to have contracted COVID in the week ending in March 26th. That's 600,000 more than the previous week. Can you see it? You can always tell when they're about to spend something else back up. They'll start to say all oh, the uh, the cases are rising. You remember Boris Johnson before the last round of restrictions, before they were, like they were ready to implement COVID passports in the UK. And Boris Johnson goes on national TV and says, I can see the storm clouds over Europe. <laughs> I can see the storm clouds. You got vaccine passports in England. Voila. You know, it's that it's 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 ridiculous. I you know what? How can they even push this anymore? How? How? It's, it's, it's ridiculous. The, the vaccines have been a disaster. Trump is out again today on those damn vaccines. He's out again today. I got the clip right here. Let's just let's play it. I heard it and I said, I said, don't say it. Don't say it. Just for whatever for whatever reason, I said, just don't say it. And you know what he did? He said it. Uh, but you look at our economy and then what did we do? We went to work and we built the economy again. We built it a second time and I left and uh, the Dow and everything else was much higher than it was before. And I think very importantly, there are some people that say my greatest achievement was getting the vaccine oh. because the vaccine was said to uh, take three to five years. And most people said it wasn't going to happen. And uh, whether it's Dr. Fauci or anybody else, they all thought it was going to take a long time. And uh, we had a possibility of having a 1917 Spanish flu result where perhaps 100 million people would oh, die. Come on. And the vaccine saved them. And I also, and you probably heard me say this at least a little bit, don't say it too much, but we made maybe one of the bets, best bets in history because we bought billions and billions of dollars worth of the vaccine by saving time uh, long prior to knowing whether or not it was going to work. Now, I had an idea it was going to work. I'd meet with the drug companies. I put tremendous pressure on the FDA. If you interview them, they will tell you we don't like him. But if they liked me, it would have been three years, five years, and probably you wouldn't have a vaccine. They were very bureaucratic. They were very slow. Uh, they have their likes and their dislikes of drug companies, certain companies. You saw that with Johnson & Johnson when they did a pause, which was a very bad thing that they did a in terms of thing. getting the vaccine oh. out. But the pause for Johnson & Johnson was not good. And you see the way they deal with Pfizer and others uh, much differently. But uh, I put a lot of pressure on them. I, I don't even know what to say. You look at the hard data that's out there. Hell, even the VAERS report. The European Medical Association reports, you've got Sky News of England today 
saying that remdesivir, which was another thing he touted, he didn't do it specifically in this, said that that increased the death rate in hospital patients that were being treated for COVID in the ICUs. Yeah, um, in the very early days, I've pointed this out before, but in the very early days, uh, he was talking about remdesivir. Remember when hydroxychloroquine do, was yes. banned? And yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. The, this honestly, <laughs> with all the data, with all the research that's come out, the, the, the trial him? data, who's advising with him? with all of that? I have no idea. Like, are, are, are you that tone deaf to everything that's going on? Do you not see all of this going on? Or, or at this point, is it fair to believe or, or surmise that um, you had malintent with this virus because you keep touting it as a good thing. And the only people that are touting it as a good thing are people that are trying to either kill us or hate us. You mean malintent with the vaccine, right? Yes. You said virus. Oh, <laughs> but excuse me. I think same thing. I, honestly, I was going to say, I think it's the same thing, is it not? But you had by the Pfizer dumps that we looked at with that 1500 people died in the clinical trials that they tried to cover up for 100 years. And correct me if I'm wrong, but was he not just talking up Pfizer just a little bit right there? Just a little bit? Just a little bit. I'm, I'm curious what his por portfolio looks like. Does he have any investments in there? And is that why he's talking about I'm starting about? to wonder. I'm starting to Which, wonder. Which, by the way, uh, slight, I don't know, side note, because it, it fits in with this and I'm just kind of posing the the, the idea of the question. You, you heard that um, Bruce Willis is retiring, right? I did, yes. And did you happen to see why? I did, yes. Do you know what one of the side effects of said vaccine is? I do, yes. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that uh, he's showing signs of one of those and decided to retire because of it? Now, he is pushing 70. So it is possible that I, I, I fail to remember. It starts with an A, what this is. Aphasia. And it affects aphasia. Yeah. And it affects the brain and whatnot. So uh, that's one of the side effects of this uh uh, in fact, it's in VAERS. It's not even, it, it, it's also in the, the Pfizer dump, but it's in VAERS. Apart from this, does he not see all the things that are happening with the professional athletes? All of the European football stars, soccer stars, as we call them in the US, they're falling over dead on the fields. These these guys have been out there doing this their entire lives. Hasn't been a problem. All of a sudden, it's just now happening. You got news reports coming out from all across Europe and the UK and the United States saying, oh, if you make your bet, it can give you a heart attack and kill you. If somebody blows a whistle, it'll give you a heart attack and kill you. Hell, the newest one is a hot day, a hot night will kill you. It'll cause a heart attack. Unbelievable. Rafael Nadal, you know, the guy that was giving Novak Djokovic uh, such a hard time for not taking the jab. Rafael Nadal, the uh, uh, the tennis player, who lost his match, not this last time, but the one before that, lost his match because he was having breathing problems. Second day he was out there playing, he collapsed on the court. Well, there was a tournament in Florida over the last weekend, over just this past weekend, a few days ago. Guess what? Nadal collapsed again on the court, couldn't finish. And there was something else. There was something else to that. 15 other tennis players. Did you hear what I just said? 15 other tennis players at that competition, professional tennis players at that competition were forced to retire from the match because they had chest pains. Since when does this happen? Since since when is, is all of this okay? And, and I've got to sit here and I've got to listen to the guy that says that his greatest achievement was getting this through. For what? At what cost? How many lives have been either lost or ruined because of this? And, and I'm supposed to uh, support a, a Trump rally? Are you kidding me? I see all of these people out at a Donald Trump rally, and I put my hand over my face and shake my head repeatedly at all of the fools that are out there that are supporting that. I understand what the man represents. I understand the whole America first thing, blah, 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 right? I'm all on board with that. I believe nation states should look after their own first, then take care of other things around the world if they so choose, as long as the people are okay with it. And I like the fact that the representation of what someone like that is, an outsider, can step up and do that job and do it better than anybody else that's been in there in our lifetimes. I like that. But that's as far as it goes for me. As far as everything else goes, with this, with everything that you just heard that man say, that's a deal breaker for me. I'm sorry, I'm not getting on board with that. I thought, I thought somehow that he was done 
with all that. I thought, you know what? Finally, he's seen the light. He's he's come out and he's seen the light. He's seen what this has actually done. After the Pfizer data, he pretty much shut up about everything. And I thought, all right, maybe that's enough. Nope, apparently not. Apparently not. So yeah, you want to know why I don't support anything that Donald Trump does or why we don't report largely on what he says here? It's because of that. Now, I know he is 75 and his idea of vaccines is um, old, right? It's the the previous ones for like, uh, you know, previous diseases that they uh-huh. actually, uh, you know, the, the, the ones that uh, they used to have parties for, you know, would one, one kid would have come down with it. They would, they would throw parties, a, yeah. a quote unquote party. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah kind of like a chicken park party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of like that. And then there was all this hysteria that, oh, these diseases are terrible. They're going to kill our kids and blah, blah, blah. So we have to have a vaccine. Anyway, he would have been an adult at that time. And I imagine the narrative that he uh, caught on to and listened to, obviously, is one of, of vaccines being good. Because that seems to, it, that, that concept seems to stick with him, even though all the data shows that this vaccine is absolutely horrible for really any age group. Um, the only ones that we, we can't really say for certain is like, 65 and older we can't really say for certain whether it was good for them or not you know because all these problems that the the vaccine causes many of those are things that happen with old age anyway so we can't really say well it was a vaccine or it wasn't we we don't know personally i have nothing more to do with trump i would play with the idea of putting him in as a speaker of the house or something like that uh but past that just because i know he's petty and because he goes for revenge and his petty revenge uh, would be beneficial to to uh, my goals, if you will, of, of of rooting out politicians and the corruption and all of that. He would do that. Um, past that, I'm I'm done with him. I ha- I no. I <laughs> he's the reason that we have uh, the vaccine. He's the reason that we had the shutdowns, the lockdowns. He's the reason that Fauci is in prominence. He's the reason that Burks is in prominence because of his stances. Uh, this is uh, coming from Scott Atlas's book, just bits and pieces of it. Um, he's um, Scott Atlas has his head on his shoulders. Um, he thinks kind of like what we do, like we do when it comes to the, the um, how everything was handled. But what it boiled down to was uh, Burks was MAGA. That's what the administration believed. Uh, she was all for Trump, which obviously was but a load of BS. And the whole testing and all of that, that was Burks and Fauci. That was really, it was Burks. And Burks was the one that was pushing Fauci to be on television. So really, uh, a lot of this was Burks's doing. Really? Yeah. It was her idea to turn him into a movie star? Yeah, basically. She was the one that was in his ear trying to push him forward. Huh. So that's, that's interesting. And we were kind of wondering who was doing that. Yeah. And it, we thought it, maybe it was we thought maybe it was Gates uh, or somebody else, somebody uh, higher no, up. That's what uh, we thought. According to according to Atlas, it was her, and huh. he was saying that. For example, there was one instance where they were talking about testing. We have to ramp up testing. We have to do more testing. And Scott's like, uh, you know, after uh, it kind of went around the room a bit, he's like, no. He's like, do you guys not understand that the more testing you do, you're you're just increasing the data you have. You're not actually helping anyone. You're not getting in any kind of pharmaceuticals. You're not getting you're not helping understand the virus or or any of that. You're you're just increasing, uh, uh, you know, data. And he, he had many staffers afterward go, wow, I'm fine. I'm, I'm glad somebody finally spoke up. I'm, I'm basically Trump surrounded himself with beta males. You know, you know, the kind that just want um, uh, approval or uh, they just want, you know, they're 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 a little bit uh, Fauci, Fauci, basically. He needed a bunch of alpha males around him that were either you're going to do your job or I'm going to take over your job. I'm going to take your position if you don't do, you know, that's the kind of of attitude that needed to be there out of the men mm-hmm. wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. And that's why we have what we have. Huh. That's interesting. That is interesting. Um, to show you how effective uh, <laughs> that vaccine has been, uh, let's take a look at this, shall we? Now, you know, the cruise lines have been, look, you're getting jabbed or you're not getting on our boat. Yeah. Like the uh, Caribbean cruise lines, Royal Caribbean, all these, th- you know, the Norwegian cruise lines, they've always said, oh, no, 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 we're doing full vaccination for our cruise lines or you're not getting on our boats. Okay. All right, fine. So everybody obliges. So 
all the staff, all the passengers, everybody else, the crew and everybody, everybody gets jabbed, right? Everybody gets jabbed. Oh, boy. Cruise ship, the Ruby Princess, which has a fully vaccinated only policy for both staff and passengers. Um, well, it's a little awkward. They uh, they suffered a COVID-19 outbreak before docking in San Francisco. Well, that's not good, is it? No, that's not good. Uh, according to its website, Princess Cruises requires people to show both proof of full vaccination and evidence of a negative COVID test before boarding the ship. Well, I thought you were vaccinated, so you shouldn't have a problem. I mean, that's that's logic and common sense. The company did not say how many people tested positive. Well, that would look really bad, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. It would look bad, as if it doesn't look bad enough already. But they said that those infected were, quote, isolated and quarantined while monitored and cared for by our shipboard medical team. As with all Princess itineraries, this cruise is operated as a vaccinated cruise. As defined by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, there's your first problem. Guests and crew vaccination rates were at 100%. I guess one of the passengers must have been lying then, right? One of the passengers must have been lying. The ship was on a 15-day cruise to the Panama Canal and had docked in San Francisco on Sunday before the outbreak. And of course, I, I can only imagine what's going to happen when, um, you remember Kathy Griffin, you know, the woman who said she got her fourth booster, mm -hmm. she was flexing, mm -hmm. she got eight free COVID tests from CVS for getting her, her vaccine. I can only imagine if she's going to get COVID now. That, that just shows the effectiveness right there. It does. And then uh, another another point to this, uh, as you said, well, clearly somebody lied on there and it wasn't 100 percent. It was 99 percent, except there's well, a that problem. Was me, that was if, me saying that. That wasn't the cruise line saying that. Just to be I, fair. I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. If that were true to your point, it wouldn't matter to any way, because if one person wasn't vaccinated, uh, but the rest were, it's the idea of herd immunity. You get roughly 70 to 80 percent of the population vaccinated and you essentially kill off the disease that you're vaccinated against. Uh, so if you had 70 percent of the crew vaccinated uh, and guests, then COVID would not have been able to spread on that ship. It would have effectively been annihilated. Huh. But yet it still broke out. So maybe the entire crew and, and passengers all lied and, and, and they weren't vaccinated. Or maybe the vaccine doesn't actually work. Or maybe it does. That's actually a good point because it, it triggers your body to create the spike proteins and then the PCR tests check for the spike proteins. So, you know, it may not have actually been positive. They could have just, There's, you know. I was looking at a, uh, I was looking at a protest here uh, over the weekend and there was a, there were some German people that were on a protest and they were holding up signs that said, don't do it, you know, because Nikes just do it, right? It says don't do it. And then it was the Nike check with the word spike going up the side. <laughs> nice. I don't know. I, I'm I I thought people were the okay. So the nerdier among us, right? The the ones that are, that basically are a sleuth of the internet. You know, they 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 are all over the internet, and they, they even they don't seem to be seeing the data from the Pfizer dumps. Even it, like it's so rare to find someone that like you you talk to them just in in my circle. You 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 read the Pfizer dumps? Have you seen anything about the Pfizer dumps, or have you even heard of the Pfizer dump? No, they don't know what it is. They don't know anything about it. The only reason they know about it is because I told them about it. I'm I'm yeah. we're in other words, what I'm trying to say is is we're bringing this on ourselves. It, we don't need you know. Okay, uh, I'll I'll go theological a bit. So some Christians believe that. God's going to pour out his wrath for wrongdoing, right? So, for example, a nation, let's say Putin, for example, Russia, okay? Let's say they're going in and attacking Ukraine and, and committing all these atrocities, um, and God's going to pour out his wrath in this life, and, and they're going to experience pain and all of that, suffering, blah, blah, blah. Under the New Testament, I don't believe that. He doesn't deal with nation states and those kind of things anymore. It's at an individual level. That said, we see all of this going on. God doesn't have to do anything. We're reaping everything that we sowed. Like because of your complacency as as and I'm meaning all of us, the, the, the Western world, because of our complacency, our election systems are, are corrupted. Our borders are not secure. We have drug drug epidemics everywhere, uh, at least here in the U.S., um, in the major cities, in the rural areas. You even have, you know, meth. Uh, alcoholism, alcoholism, you know, all those kind of things. And then now uh, throw in the uh, the economy woes, uh, thanks to Joe Biden and our election system being enforced. Now we have the vaccine 
uh, guys, we, we, we don't need God's judgment for the depravity that we have, you know, the, the abortions, the, you know, whatever other abomination you want to talk about. Um, it doesn't have to do anything. You're, you're, you're doing it yourself. You're, you're <laughs> you know, I heard today somebody was saying to um, one of their uh, employees that they were kind of explaining some things around all the COVID and everything. And, and this person was kind of receptive, but not really paying that much of attention. You know, kind of one of those, uh-huh, yeah, sure, all right, yeah, yeah, I, I've heard about that, yeah, that kind of stuff. And the person who was kind of halfway receptive turned around and said to the person that was trying to explain everything to them, do you watch the evening news? The person said, yeah, yeah, I watched the evening news. She considered him to be an intellectual. Now, if that's any kind of indication as to where the average person is, that they think that somebody that watches the evening news is considered an intellectual, boy, we got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do. The mainstream media, the only reason you would even fathom watching that at this point would be to understand opposition research. That's it. That's the only reason that you need to watch it. Everything on there, I, I can't tell you the last time I saw something out of, the, out of those people that was even halfway honest. The only thing that I can say that the mainstream media is actually doing an honest job reporting on at this point, and I wouldn't even call it 100% honest. I'd call it maybe, I don't know, 70%, and that's the Hunter Biden laptop. And the only reason I say that is because they're at least acknowledging that it exists. And that's not saying a whole lot. I want to see arrests because of what's on it. That's what I want to see. I want to see massive arrests. Well, they admit that the laptop exists, but it's not, uh, what, what do they say? It's not verified to be his. It's not, you know, we're not sure it is actually his or not, uh, because the, the very organizations we expect to go and do that to verify that it is his are saying they will not. Uh -huh. uh, in fact, they buried the lead of that story. You know, with the Supreme Court nominee, uh, Kentaji Brown Jackson, she gets a uh, Let's say she gets um, she she gets through Senate, the Senate, which is what it's looking like right now. How going forward, taking in mind that the population is oblivious, they they don't see what's going on. Okay, how do we going forward keep our constitutional rights? How do we keep from having another uh, Pfizer Moderna you know vaccine? How do, how do we keep from having another mass hysteria over some event? You know, another Ukraine. A hysteria event or a, a, where we're absolutely obliterating obliterating our economy the average gas price is four dollars a gallon now for for the u.s and it's wait two dollars a gallon for russia yeah wait till it's 10 I, I get it russia like the populace is not as well off as we are but guys how long are you gonna how, how long can you keep it at four dollars a gallon and it keeps rising how, how long can you ha handle that their economy is actually going back up now even even through all the sanctions, where's ours going? So well, they went back to gold standard. Yeah, that that's going to cause us to collapse more or less our our currency. So what do we do? That's where I'm stuck. Is uh, so I'm yeah. As you can tell, I'm in a great mood today. Jackson said that she does not believe that people have natural rights. For those that aren't aware, natural rights are given are 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 announced, if you will, in the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident. You know, all men are created equal, blah, blah, blah. Unenable rights, meaning nobody can take them away. God-given rights, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Those are the three main rights that humans have. She doesn't believe that. That's the very foundation of our, our entire republic. And what do we do? she's going to sit on the Supreme Court, which has only one purpose, which is to safeguard the lives and liberties of the American people that... Yeah. Is based in the Constitution. Yeah. That's your yeah. only purpose. So, so with everything I just listed there, what do we do? How do we save the Republic? How do we stay free? How do we keep our liberties? That That's where I'm stuck right now. I think a lot of people are stuck there, myself included, is how do we... I, I, I guess I'm trying to figure out, and I, I've been trying to figure this out. I've been trying to war game this in my head for several months now of, well, several years now because we're, you know, we're into years now, but um, I've been trying to war game this out. How do we... How do we manage this crash landing, if that makes sense? I mean, we, we know that the we know that the plane's going down, right? We know the plane's going down, the ship's going down, whatever. It's just a matter of how well we're going to manage this crash landing and how we're going to come out on the other side is how we manage that crash landing. Does that make sense to you? So, it does, and I, I just want to point out there's no life raft. There's no lifeboats. Right, right. There, You're there's going no, down with the ship if it goes yeah. down. 
Yeah, and we're going to have to be treading some water for quite a for quite a prolonged period of time. As we said, once this all comes undone here, right? What, however this goes, once this all comes undone, in the end, once we win, we've got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do. We've got a lot of rebuilding to do. And I estimate, I, I don't even know if this is even possible now, but I'm estimating just on my own research and everything else that I've looked at throughout the course of the evolution of civilizations, rise and falls and things like that. I estimate a minimum of 20 years, a minimum of 20 years. That's just to establish a baseline to start from, a minimum, because you need two generations minimum to develop a good, solid baseline rooted in fundamental ideals that will support a civilization going forward. That's where you have to start. Now, this all depends on a lot of things. As I said, these people got 300 cards in the deck they can play. Are they above, and this is worst case scenario, are they above putting all of us 200 years in the past? Are they above that? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm talking about a nuclear detonation 300 miles above Paris that will turn out the lights of Europe and put you 200 years in the past. We're 1850. United States, I mean, they don't, same thing. They don't even have to do that, though. They don't even no, they they, don't. with the green no. the green agenda that they have. It's we just get thing. rid of coal and same it'll thing. do the same thing. It'll do exactly the same thing because you won't have any energy. None. You won't be able to afford it. It, no. it. It'll create two classes. You'll have the the average person, the middle class and lower that won't be able to afford anything. And you'll essentially be living off of the government or off of, you know, you won't own anything. You'll you'll rent. And then you'll have the the upper class, which, you know, that scales. Obviously, we don't know exactly where that scale is going to be, but uh, the upper class will be the ones that live in luxury. They'll be the oligarchs. They'll be the ones that will have the power, uh, you know, electricity. And I don't see Bill Gates giving up a stake. Do you? No, no. No, no. And in fact, they actually, I, I, a while back, I read the, the kind of meals that they eat. They eat weird food. Like uh, Zuckerberg was one of them I looked up. He eats things like iguana. What's wrong with these people? People eat some weird stuff, man. What's wrong with these people? It's just, it's about being at that level. You just, like, you, your mind just gets all twisted. And you think that you can just, you know, you can do whatever you want. Uh, that's why these people have like platinum toilets and everything else on their yachts, which, by the way, the yachts, for all these people you think, oh, under the, under the green stuff, people like Leonardo DiCaprio and all these these hypocrites, they're going to go uh, give up their yacht, right? No, no. See, that's not going to happen. Under the Green New Deal for the European Union side of things, yachts are exempt from the carbon taxes. They're completely exempt. Gee, I wonder why that might be. Yeah, that's awful convenient. Who, who, who exactly affords yachts again? Uh-huh. Well, it's not exactly you and I, is it? No, no, it's no. not us. No, can't say that it is. But speaking of oligarchs, speaking of uh, of billionaires in that class, let's talk about Elon Musk. We haven't talked about him in a while. Let's talk about him. So the Babylon Bee has been the latest. Again, the Babylon Bee, the satire piece, like what we finished with yesterday, you know, the teleprompter resigning and discussing. I can't work with this man. I still can't get over that. The Babylon Bee got banned from Twitter because they did a, a joke story on Levine, Admiral Levine, <clears throat> four-star Admiral Levine, the, uh, the, is it the health secretary? Health, health secretary of the United States? Health. Uh, she's like the, she, he's the assistant, I believe. Now, this is an individual that should be hauled up before a state Supreme Court for murder of people in nursing homes, just like Governor Cuomo, but they did it in the state of Pennsylvania after they pulled their elderly mother out of the nursing homes and then sent all those people in there to die. But no, let's just make them a four-star admiral. That's that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's great. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. The Babylon Bee does a story on Admiral Levine that was a joke. It was a joke. You know, the Babylon Bee satire? It was satire. So Twitter six the woke mob on them, and they get banned. Seth Dillon did a story a while back, you know, the, the founder or the uh, the CEO of um, uh, of Babylon B. And I believe they did a story saying which, you know, the joke story saying billionaire steps up to uh, buy out Twitter to reinstate the Babylon B or whatever. And it was just, it was a joke story. Well, sure enough, Elon Musk has stepped up and he's bought 9.2 percent in Twitter. That's enough for him to be the majority shareholder in Twitter. Now that Dorsey's out of the picture. I think he has like four times the shares of like Dorsey and twice uh -huh. that of BlackRock or something like that. Uh-huh. He uh, he coughed up about three billion to get in there and he was appointed to the board this afternoon. 
Upon the announcement that Elon Musk had taken a 9.2% stake in in the platform Twitter, the media reported the investment as passive, an unlikely narrative given Musk's criticism of the company. He just shelled out nearly $3 billion to become the largest individual shareholder in. Now, a day later, it's confirmed that Musk will indeed be taking an active role in the company. And he says that, and he's quoting here, this is the CEO of Twitter, who said that, I'm excited to share that we're appointing Elon Musk to our board. Through conversations with Elon in recent weeks, it's become clear to us that he would bring great value to our board. I can see him shaking some things up, to be honest, because he was just tweeting a couple of weeks ago that, do I need to start my own social media company? Do I need to do that? Because they're banning everybody? He was on the uh, the Babylon Bee podcast a couple of weeks ago. Well, I think it's been more than a couple of weeks, but it was very recently. They love the guy. They love the guy. They get banned. And now people are hounding Musk to get Trump reinstated. All that would send the left into orbit if they put him back on Twitter, back into their safe space. But he doesn't need to start his own social media company. He's just going to go out and buy up Twitter. All right, why not? He's tweeting about it. Do I need to go out and start my own social media company? Which I think it would be successful if he were to do that, because a lot of the alternatives are becoming popular. Just like podcasting. Why do you think they're so concerned about podcasting now? All of a sudden, why do you think they're so concerned? I'll tell you why. Because there are no prominent establishment podcasters out there. That's why. Example, name one prominent uh, I, I don't know. Let's go. Let's go like, like the left wing podcast. Let, let's let's start looking at those. Name a prominent left wing podcaster. Actually, I can name one, to be honest with you. And that's Joe Rogan. <laughs> he is a prominent left wing podcaster. Uh, but it, yeah, but he voted but for the, Bernie Sanders. So he did. But the, the difference. Yeah. But the difference between between that and between Joe Rogan and and uh, the agenda is Joe Rogan's actually covering all sides of things. He might be. Uh, on on the left, like ideologically and politically, but at least he sits down and he he talks about things. He has all He's kinds reasonable. of guests on. He is he is, and dare I say it? My God, Bill Maher, really? We're having this conversation about Bill Maher. Bill Maher has been on the far left for as far back as I can remember, and now all of a sudden the guy's talking sense. I don't understand that. He's not wrong in a lot of the points that he brings up recently. And quite frankly, I understand why he's taking the standpoint that he's taking, because if we go much further down this road, people like him disappear. So I don't blame him for taking the standpoints. And Bill Maher, whether you like him or not, has enough clout within the industry on both the left and the right to be able to have a platform to make some kind of a difference when it comes to speaking out about something. With that... That's at least something. But let's look at the other ones that have been created. Let's look at the MSNBC podcasts. Let's look at the uh, the, the New York Times podcasts. And let's look at the uh, the mainstream media podcasting, like the MSNBCs, the CNNs, the ABCs, the CBSs, and all that stuff. Let's look at all those, right? Because they all have like their own little podcasts. All the hosts have their own little podcasts on the side. Let's look at the Obamas and, and everything else, right? They all have got these these podcasts. Now, Hillary Clinton, and they all have these these podcasts. They do. How successful have they been? The Clintons, how many hundreds of millions of dollars did they put in to that podcast? And how many people have they actually gotten to it? Same thing with Michelle Obama. They came up with the uh, a catchy name for it, too. The Michelle Obama podcast. It was a catchy name. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Same thing with Barack Obama. Hundreds of millions of dollars to sit down with Bruce Springsteen and do a podcast. No one listens to it because they just exist in their circular logic echo chamber of wokeness garbage. That's why. That's why it fails. So they have to shut everything down because it doesn't conform with their sick reality that they've created for themselves that they're trying to project on everybody else. So they have to close it down. Musk is... I don't agree with him on a lot of uh, on a lot of things recently, especially when it comes to like all this green stuff. I, I can't stand that because that, that's a loser uh, as the agenda. That, that's a that's a loser. I like what he's doing yeah, with Tesla. I, I like what he's doing with Tesla. I'm not I'm not against him with the green stuff, though, because I, I agree. I would like to go more green, but my more yeah. green is. Yeah, you know, I, I want to do conservation. Nuclear. I, yeah, I, I want to do and I want to focus back. I, I want to go back to the focus on conservation like it was when I was a kid. I, I want the actual conservation. Yeah. I want people to be able to recycle. I want people to be able to do composting. I want people to be able to grow their own food. I want people to have a healthy environment to grow up in. Not this this sure. GMO and chemical nonsense that we've gotten all the food and water and everything else. That's all got to go. So I'm talking about a real conservation kind of effort here. I'm not talking about this this green thing where you've got 
uh, no electricity and you're starving. That's green to the establishment. I, I, I agree with the over chemicalization of it and everything. But, you know, the uh, the GMO side of it, obviously, this is, you know, we, we, we have different disagreements because technically horticulture just uh, uh, to put it into mammal perspective, it's the equivalent of breeding cattle. That's that's the kind of GMO that we did, right? You you took the best of the crop and you bred the crop together and it, it produced a better crop. And basically that's what happened. If you look at corn as an example, uh the original corn strain looked like a weed. I mean there was barely any kernels on kernels on there. Now, uh obviously we we have uh cobs and you know that that wasn't that wasn't a thing back in the day. Anyway, so that's that's where we disagree. However, I'm not really sure where Musk lines up on this because he's he keeps some of the his his like political positions and everything. He keeps that close to the chest. He doesn't really he doesn't really uh, air that stuff. And in, in, even in interviews, he comes off as very conservative minded. And I don't mean conservative in the sense of like religious or any of those more conservative in the sense of like about efficiency when when you look at um well why don't we use this measurement you know like nasa and the other the rest of the space industry he's like it's stupid nobody understands that so we use tons you know or or you know different things like that it, it's a he he he's finds practical. what is he's practical. practical yes and that that i think is a trait of conservatives that said he's also thinks that transhumanism is going to be the end of the human race and that we're going to toxify our planet so badly that we're like we have to escape to Mars if the human race is going to survive. That's the whole reason that he is trying to get to space, at least the public reason. I don't disagree with him with the transhumanism point. Uh, I think as as fun as the idea is in, uh, you know, fantasy world or, you know, sci fi stuff just as a story. But to have it in real life, there there's there's lines that. There's big red lines that you don't cross. And unfortunately, the human race is incapable of staying on the right side of that line. They're, they're going to just go straight through those lines headlong. So I applaud him buying up Twitter or, or a portion of Twitter. I applaud him. If he, if he brings back Trump, I am going to just kick back and laugh at how the too. left is just going to implode they're gonna go hey, i i don't support trump like i was saying however i am more than willing to just cut him loose and let him throw hand grenades everywhere and just you know, watch the chaos they're, they're up in arms over here on in europe they're up in arms because victor orban just won again in a landslide and guess what he ran on he ran on conservatism the family christianity morality C can you can you think and, of anything more extreme actually there was one extra one there too and f george soros and oh yes f yeah george yeah. soros yeah get rid of george soros yeah it's screw george soros uh, which is funny because that's who paid for his education which i think is hilarious he got in there and then he turned on the system i think it's funny he just won in a landslide marie le pen has just gone higher than she's ever gone in the polls in the second round of the French elections against Emmanuel Macron. We were told a couple of weeks ago, oh no, she dropped out. No, no, she she dropped out. No, no, no one's no one's paying attention to her. She she's not running. She she dropped out. What happened to that? No, 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 no. What that was, that was a deflection to get you to go after uh the other guy, uh Eric uh Z Z Zimmermore or whatever his name is. That was to get you to get pushed into that camp so they could split the vote. That guy, Zimmermore, for those that don't know, everybody that's out there that's supporting that guy, he's out there championing, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll deport a million people, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, French this, French that. Do you know what he was back in the 80s? He was in the French Communist Party. And now he's a big red, white and blue French flag waving conservative. I don't think so. I don't think so. But they want um, you to believe I'm that. Also, yeah, go on. I'm, I'm also curious, uh, France, how how enforces your elections there? I heard the last time that there was a lot of funny business going on, a lot of mail-in ballots, a lot of things. Because the French, the French, they have a lot of territories. It's not just that they've got territories all over the world, just like the English. They've got territories all over the place. And the French actually have more, I believe. And so every French citizen has the right to vote, right? 
there was no kind of oversight through any of that. Some people were reporting that they were being sent four, five, six, seven ballots back then. I remember these interviews that were given back then, and it was a crazy conspiracy theory. I'll be honest with you. I don't believe Macron is actually supposed to be there. I don't think he won. When Francois Hollande, because he was hated, right? He was hated because he took over from he took over after Sarkozy. Sarkozy was a so-called conservative. Hollande was a socialist. How's this guy been? How's Macron, the internationalist? How's he been? How well's he done for the French people? Hasn't been very pleasant, has it? And now all of a sudden you've got Yahoo polls saying, "Oh, that's okay. Macron's got sixty-eight uh, percent of the vote. He's he's fine. He's fine. He's got sixty-eight percent of the vote." Did you see the cringeworthy campaign video that he put out there? I didn't see a single French flag being waved in in that uh, in that ad. Did you? I didn't see one. And to be no, honest with just- you. I didn't see any French citizens that look like mm-hmm. in that, unless they were under 15, they were in there, yeah. you know, cheering him on with with uh, with masks and stuff on. I saw that. It looked like he was going around to a uh, uh, to a lot of the um, how do I put it? Let's just let's just put it like this. He was going around to the places where he had support because out in the street, Emmanuel Macron has no support, none. This is the same guy that wants you, the French citizen. I know we've got French listeners. He wants you, the French citizen, to know that because you didn't do what he said, you're no longer a citizen. Do you remember that? He wants you to forget that. No, that never happened. Dropped all the COVID restrictions. Yeah, right. Same thing here. Dropped all the COVID restrictions. Sure. Yeah. Just until they figure out another way to come back on it. Nah. No, nah, I don't buy that at all. I want to see that because if if Le Pen gets it, if she if she makes it, and I believe, I fully believe she made it last time, but if she gets it, then they're going to go crazy. As in the left on the continent of Europe, they're going to go nuts because France has always been a, has always been a, a an Antifa stronghold here. So if they can't, if the French leftists can't maintain a stranglehold, then they're going to be in a lot of trouble. That's really going to do some damage to the party at Davos. They're really going to kick back on that one. They're not going to be happy about that. I don't think they're happy about Orban. And if somehow or another, there's some kind of a, of a whatever that happens, which I don't see how because we haven't fixed our elections. If we can somehow pull off some kind of a victory in 2022 and 2024, then that's, that's going to be saying something. But I I don't see how that's going to happen. I I truly don't. I, I truly don't. Because two reasons. One, you can see they're spinning the COVID narrative up. They're going to ratchet that back up before the election. Because make no mistake, come October in America, you're going to see something big. I don't know what that is, but you're going to see something big because you got the midterms in November. So they're going to need to play it in October to set the narrative to be able to have all the mail-in ballots and all the restrictions and everything else has to be set for November. So you're going to see it in October. I don't know what it is, but it'll be the October surprise. I I think there'll be build up to it if it's uh, another COVID strain or something or a, or another virus altogether. I, I think they'll they'll push beforehand as well. You know, let, let's say we do uh, here in the U.S. Let's just play this out. Let's say we do, in fact, win back the House and Senate. And what do you think is going to be done? Do you think they're going to repeal Obamacare? Do you think they're going to uh, reinstate like the XL pipeline? Do you think they're going to allow these oil companies to go and drill and reduce the cost of oil and gas? Are they going to uh, make an actual budget that kind of pays towards the interest rates? Do you think they're going to do anything really beneficial for America? Or is it going to be another, you know, revolving door? scenario it's or or you know uh, uh, the opposite side of the same coin we are so far in this as i was saying earlier we're, we're, we're shooting ourselves in the foot constantly because i think we're so far into this uh, you're, you're just going to elect another mitch mcconnell or lindsey graham or another freaking what, what, what's his name the the eye patch guy you're gonna elect crenshaw. another one of them crenshaw who is uh, you know so supposed to be this good staunch conservative, and then he's uh, against us and almost everything. Is he a, uh, is he a WEF Crenshaw? I, I'm wanting to say he was. Yes. Then you have Cawthorn, Madison Cawthorn. You know the the stuff he was saying about the the doing a line of coke and uh, uh-huh. you know the 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 orgies. Yeah. 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 He um, was uh, supposedly there was some kind of sexual allegation against him just before this uh, broke, and he uh-huh. has since. He has since rescinded what he said and has withdrawn it. Has he? Has he actually done it? Like within the last day or so? Yeah, supposedly yesterday he did it. Okay. 
Because before they were, CNN was saying, oh, he rescinded all that, and he actually didn't. Well, that's uh, supposedly what the story says. Uh, whether, uh, uh, you know, with the media the way it is, I, I don't know. I haven't I haven't seen a, a Twitter post of his or a, 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 an actual video where he was saying he did. So, don't know. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, I, I I don't even I, I don't I don't even know what to say. I I just I, I'm I'm so sick of the of the DC politique. I, I'm so tired of it. I don't care what these people do. I really don't care what these people do. They can do whatever the hell they want to do as long as it doesn't bother the American people or anybody else outside of the U.S. for that matter. Because we've got our fingers and everything around the world. It seems like you know. I was thinking about it this morning uh, when I woke up. I, I woke up in a kind of a a bad mood with everything because it would just it, just everything that's going on it, it's it's we're this isn't just you know you you work your nine to five you come home to your wife and kids or whatever and you know life is dandy you watch the game on the weekends or uh, whatever monday night football or whatever the hell it is that people watch nowadays and you know life is you know uh, we we hit some rough spots and but yeah life is good no guys we're 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 literally in a battle we're in a war right now and the thing on the line is your liberties and freedoms. Your future is on the line. That, that's what we're fighting right now. I, I know we've been conditioned uh, with politicians constantly saying, well, you know, if we don't, you know, the, we, we got to do this. It, it's, you know, an existential crisis. We got to do this now, right? No, this is, this is a real one. I, I just, I'm, I'm not convinced enough people are awake uh, to get us through this. And even if we do, you know, in the midterms, even as I said, it's a complete blowout and it's just a, a, a red tsunami. Okay. That, that Great. There's so many reds that are. That <laughs> what are, if we accomplish? Yeah. What if we accomplish? Exactly. So many of them are rhinos that uh, nothing's, nothing's going to change. Nah, nothing's going to change. Not with rhinos. It's not going to happen. All right. Nah. You got anything else? Nah, nothing, nothing more I should say. All right. I, I think I've been depressive enough today yeah okay well so we'll save it to be depressive tomorrow why not right okay uh we're gonna go ahead and jump out of here a couple of minutes early for those of you who would like to send us some feedback we would love to hear from you please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast.protonmail.com also do you like the podcast you're listening to we do love having you as a listener we would humbly ask you to pass this along to just five friends that's all just five friends you know someone you're trying to wake up you know someone you're trying to get to think on their own we would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction so i want to thank you for being here today bruce thank you to all of the listeners everyone have a great evening 